Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. Thanks for taking the opportunity to turn your radios on and have us come across your airwaves. And it's a pretty cool thing. We're hoping that you're having an joyful, uh, joyful day. And uh, I like Fridays. I don't know what it is. Fridays just feel good. They have that Friday feel to them. You know, it feels like that. You know, I can stop and get a pizza. I can, uh, you know, I can do something that I don't do on Mondays. You know, Friday's all right, praise God. And with me, as always, is my friend Stephanie. Stephanie, what's happening with you? Good morning, Doug. We are doing well um, in the full Christmas mode around here. So house is decorated, and that's an awesome thing. We love all the lights and Christmas cheer they bring. So, Yeah, we're about halfway there on the inside. Nothing on the outside yet, uh, but I believe, I, I believe there's seven trees up. I was going to say, give perspective to what halfway at your house means, because that's not normal for most Americans or yeah. anyone. Yeah, so I think there's seven <laughs> trees up, and some, I mean, they look really good this year. And now all the other trees will go up. There's more going up than they're up now, but they're smaller. They're not as nitpicky. And then we had the, the great tree uh, situation this year where one tree got put up in a spot where it's not supposed to go. It was a smaller tree than the actual tree that goes there. So it was kind of a, a sad tree type of moment. But now the trees seem to be working. They seem to be uh, hanging in there pretty well. I don't know. I'm just feeling pretty good about the tree situation. So here we are anyway. We're in the book of Proverbs. So we've been on the ninth proverb for one podcast, and we're going into a second one. We're going to try to grab just a couple verses today. But before we do that, you know, we have our segment, You Might Be a Knucklehead If, and things you don't say or do to people with PTSD. And so we had a good one yesterday. It actually sparked a lot of conversation. And uh, uh, I... I'm going to make, again, you might be a knucklehead if, if you say something like, do you think you'll ever stop being depressed? I mean, that's just something you don't say to somebody with PTSD and it makes you a knucklehead. So again, here we are crossing paths with the, you might be a knucklehead and things you don't say or do. You don't look up to people and say, are you just going to be like this forever? You're always going to be depressed. That's stupid. Cut it out. What do you think of that, Stephanie? Yeah, well, I don't think you should ever go up to somebody and say ever, are you depressed? <laughs> don't even ask that question. Um, if somebody looks like they're having a bad day, don't go up and rub it in their face because they already know they are. And so, um, yeah, just. Just in case you don't know, they already know they're having a bad day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe that question should be, hey, you want to go out and have some fun? You know, if you take people for ice cream or lattes, they're having a good day. Again, remember my love language as we go into this Christmas holiday oh, season. Word. What? If 
if people are missing this, they're they're missing it, you know, because you've made it very clear that Starbucks is your love language. Yeah, and you miss the other end of that. I gave yeah. two two options. You miss the other. See, you heard Starbucks, and immediately you shut down. Because <laughs> I only needed one. I didn't mean to. <laughs> well, the second part is steak from Ruth's Chris, and uh, anyway. that one. More dollar signs went up on that. <laughs> you know, hey, there might be a Ruth's Chris manager out there listening among there us. Uh, there might be. You know, a filet mignon right now is about $281 since Biden's been the president. So we no, have to put that kidding. stuff out. What's the deal with meat? And it's, you know, I don't know. I, I'm going to tell you what. Uh, my mother had memory problems the last couple of years of life. But of the last couple of years of her life, but I've got to tell you something. Uh, I think she is a little brighter than Joe. I got to be upfront with you. I think she was a little more on the ball game than Joe is. And, yeah. uh, and they had her in a, in a, uh, uh, in a help environment. You know, I, I just want to put that out there. So pray for our president. And, uh, I don't know what's going on there, but, uh, there's something weird. Well, and I preached to him. So, that's, you know, his blood's not on my hands. You know, I, I shared the gospel with him. And uh, what you choose to do with that is your call. He was a senator real quick, for those of you who didn't know. And I was doing the Delaware War Dead in uh, uh, Wilmington, Delaware. They invited me up to, to speak to the parents and stuff. And all the local politicians were there. And, and if you're in Delaware, I mean, if you're, if you're from Delaware, I mean, you're a liberal. I mean, that's... And you're a politician. I think that's all that gets elected. I mean, there's probably some small municipalities and stuff that folks may be Republican. But, you know, his son, uh, Bo, uh, he was really a good guy. I, I enjoy, I love preaching to people, and everybody needs to hear the Word of God. I love all people. I, I just think our, we've got to have a good memory to serve in a leadership position. That's all. I'm going to leave it alone from there. I, I just want to put that out there, you know? And... Um, yeah, maybe they'll find some kind of drug or something to put them on, you know. Well, we to keep praying for them because we're commanded to do that. So at the very least, we do not have an option. I know. we got to pray for him. Yeah. Uh, and his wife. I mean, she's like one of the mean girls in that movie Mean Girls, you know. But yeah. anyway, that's where we are. We need to pray for those things. But yeah. anyway, hey, and I'm not recommending anybody watch movies. Uh, you know, sometimes people get weird with me. What do you say? You know what I mean? Do people ever get weird with you, Stephanie? <laughs> that's a good question. People get weird with me, you know. <laughs> people are <Yeah>. always <laughs> weird with me. You know, sometimes people are weird. I remember this. Um, so this, this, this buddy of mine was the most self-righteous guy you ever met in your life. He's that guy, you know, he would, he was always correcting everybody, talking about holiness, doing this, doing that, telling you about how your marriage had to be and stuff like that. And, uh, then it, his, his wife left him for the pool guy. That's a real story. They lived in an apartment buildings and his wife left him for the pool guy. So, you know, you hear those stories, you never think they're real. And, uh, but then he was going to get all holy and stuff and get right again. And he started dating this girl and they quickly got married and she had a baby like six months later. And he, he wasn't, he wasn't only holy with me and self-righteous, but everybody on Facebook saying, Hey Doug, did you see the Virgin Mary had a baby today? (laughs) I mean, that's terrible. But anyway, I don't, 
You know, we should cut that out of the podcast. I'll, I'll go ahead and cut it out for it. Anyway, here we go. We're on, <laughs> we're on Proverbs <laughs> chapter. Does anyone think I ever cut anything out of the podcast? That's all I want you to know. <laughs> I, I, I just don't think I ever have. But he. Oh, right. Go, my words don't matter. I, I have cut out some time where we've, you know, the phone hasn't worked, but going back and cutting some of the joke out or something, I just haven't done that. But he that oh, reproveth the school. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, oh, no, you haven't. <laughs> he, he that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame, and he that rebuketh a wicked man get himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he shall love thee. Give instructions to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. Man, there's a lot going on there. It's talking about dealing with wise people and, and uh, that it doesn't do any good to go to a fool. I mean, what do you think, Stephanie? Well, I'm um, very much agreeing with Solomon here um, that there's, there's a time, obviously, to rebuke. But understanding that it needs to be spirit-led because there comes a point when reproving a scorner is, Jesus put it in the terms of casting your pearls before swine, where they've hardened their heart at a level that it's only going to hurt you um, and, and it's going to harm you to, to confront them. And... Um, what I did, what it, what's interesting to me is scorners love to argue. They love to dialogue. They love to stay in a conversation with you, and they have absolutely no intention of changing. And while they're while they're mocking you and scorning you and arguing with you, quote unquote, you know, they have to talk through things constantly. All they're doing is they're you know the the thermometer on their hate level for you is going up. Nothing in their heart is changing. And so being sensitive. Um, and understanding that in a lot of cases, a scorner, an abuser is always a scorner. And so a powerful lesson I get from this passage, from this first verse, is don't keep talking and confronting your abuser with what they've done with you. Just separate from them because they will always have a reason why they're right and you're wrong. And gaslighting is their greatest technique. And so it's best just to separate from them and take heed to this verse. There's a reason um, that this verse is here. And I really believe that when we look at a scorner and, and they're a fool, uh, but when you look at a scorner, they're not, they're not out to solve a problem. They're not out to um, resolve anything. They're out to prove why they're right and you're wrong. And yeah. so best not to open your mouth with them because it's not going to accomplish anything. And that's what Solomon is saying here. Well, and, and, and I think we got to remember my axiom that 50% of the population stinks. They're idiots They're you know, and, and I mean, they got a chance. We try to win them to the Lord. We try to show them what's right, but people who've hurt us, people who hurt people, people who are perpetually involved with being knuckleheads to the level of being a bonehead, 
uh, Stephanie's right. You just separate from them. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, the scorners, this person, they don't live by being wise and doing the wise thing. They, uh, they live in the fruitless side of things. And they're not looking to grow fruit for God. They're not looking to expand the house, to expand the kingdom. They're looking to say, look at me. And then, and, and by the way, when you deal with these narcissists and these wicked knuckleheads in the world, it's all about them anyway. Even when you submit and say, you're right, it is all about you. You're great. It's never enough. Mm-hmm. Th- these people are knuckleheads. It's never going to be enough. You know, it's yeah. just going to keep going on and on. And, and, and so I think, you know, obviously God's word's inspired and right for us in the right place to be. And, and that word reprove and, uh, you know, not a scorner, lest he hate thee. So I, I think at some level, Stephanie, you know, we got to tell people separate, uh, yeah. just stay away from those people that try to hurt you and your family. And there's some people out there, you're never going to be good enough. I hate to say that, but you're never going to be good enough for that crazy pastor. You're never going to be good enough for that knuckleheaded family member. You're never going to be good enough for that person who thinks they're all that. You're never going to be good enough. I mean, and you can, you can work until the dogs come home. We've been there, you know, and, uh, I, I had the greatest pastor on God's green earth. And then he retired The guy who came in behind him, uh, ignorant, uneducated. I mean, you name it, it was there. It was real. And, uh, and folks, there's never enough for a person like that. And when you submit to them, when you give them everything they want, guess what? They want more and you're not good enough. They're control freaks. And, and I guess, Stephanie, uh, learning from the word of God is if someone's a control freak, you know it. I mean, how long did it take you to know you were hanging out with control freaks when you had narcissists in your life? Um, I knew it long before I was willing to admit it. Yeah put it that way um very very quickly once once I was hooked they the mask came off very quickly and and you know sometimes you're bamboozled by them you're you're kind of let down oh they're great they're good at gaslighting and that's why I say a scorner will always be a gaslighter that's not what I'm saying dear brother dear sister you know they didn't say dear sister Oh, mine did. Mine was better at being a, a knucklehead and a bonehead and even beyond that, but we won't talk about that. You know, it's just. No, we won't. No, I think we're <laughs> going to leave that one alone. Uh, but it says you can rebuke a wise man. So there's a difference in interpersonal relationships. You know, if somebody's a decent human being, you can go to them and say, hey, you rubbed me the wrong way. And they're going to say, man, I'm sorry about that. What do we got to do to make sure that doesn't happen again? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's what a normal human being, that's how a normal human being deals with things. And there's people out there, they, they try to make a living off of saying we're exposing narcissists and they're some of the biggest narcissists I ever met. So yeah. be very careful, you know, see God's wisdom. If it doesn't feel right, it's not. If it doesn't seem right, it's not. If they seem like idiots, they are. But <laughs> You know, I don't want to be throwing negative juju out there, but I'm just putting it the way. And, you know, we go to a church with them. We see them. We do all that. But you don't have to buy into the hypocrisy. You don't have to buy into the gaslight. You don't have to buy into the hurt. You don't, you know, you're never going to be good enough for some folks. I'm just going to tell you right now. And uh, the sooner you realize that 
you know, God's word's pretty clear about this. He that reproved the scorner, get it to himself shame. If you go up and say, you know, you really hurt me, and they come back and say, no, I'm not, and they start gaslighting you, you're in the wrong place. You know, if your gaslight light goes off, you're in the wrong place. It's time to move out smartly. And uh, I'm glad you said that. And then, you know, in, in verse 9, give instruction to a wise man, and he will get, and he will be yet wiser, teacheth a just man, and he will increase in learning. So if somebody really loves you, if somebody really cares, if somebody really wants to grow, if somebody, if, if that's real, I'm not talking about somebody who just wants stuff from you. I'm talking about somebody who wants to be awesome to you, who wants to be more than a friend, who wants to, you know, plug in, be that person you can call on a moment's notice. And um, they're going to be wise about it. They're going to listen and say, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to hurt so-and-so. And, and that has got to be the litmus test, Stephanie. Yeah. Well, I, when I look at this, I, the verse that comes or the story that comes to mind when I look at this verse is the one of um, Peter um, when, you know, in the book of Acts, when the church was growing and we had, gen, you know, there was Gentiles being added to the church and you had the, the people who had quote unquote gotten saved, but they were still Judaizers and they were trying to keep the law as the, ground framework of the church and that is not what God had and Peter knew that okay he had had that vision of the of the um my mind just went blank but you know when God brought down on the unclean animals and told Peter what God had cleansed um you know he told Peter to rise and kill and eat and you know that whole story before Peter met Cornelius so Peter knew that and yet he got drawn away with the Judaizers because, you know, they came to Antioch there and were causing a problem. And Paul rebuked Peter yeah. for that and told him, you know, you're wrong. What I can't remember all of the exact what, what the book of Acts says there. But in that story, Peter listened. He was a wise man and he listened and he changed, you know, and it wasn't, I don't think when, when we read this here, it doesn't mean you're rebuking in the sense of I'm better than you. How dare you do this? And no, I think this sense of rebuke is where your spirit led. And so you're the still small voices, hands and feet. Okay. To help another brother or sister in Christ. It doesn't make you better. And if it's done in the spirit of Christ, Christ, um, the spirit of Christ, it will not be one of pride or contention. And so this isn't a sense of rebuking in the sense of, um, I think it's that restoring one in the, in the spirit of meekness, um, that spirit of humility of, you know, you're a part of the same body and part of the body is maybe off course a little bit. And so with the love of Christ and in his spirit, um, you know, you're seeking to fix something. Um, I think that's what I see when I see this rebuking, I don't see it being one of hammering, coming and hammering somebody. Um, but a wise person will respond to that, um, still small voice with a spirit of you're right. I did mess up there, you know, and, and fixing the problem because we've all been in that place where we have a problem that needs fixed. Yeah. And we've all, we've all been too big for our britches. You know, we've all done, we've all done things that are wrong, you know, and, um, and it's, you know, this goes, this cuts both ways. Right. Well, that's what I think is very important to remember that are we a wise person? If somebody does approach us, in that spirit of meekness with, 
um, you know, hey, you know, whatever the scenario is, I think it's awesome how God doesn't give us the exact scenarios. He leaves it um, open-ended because we take the letter of the law always. Um, but are we a wise person? If someone does approach us and say, hey, look, this area, you know, whatever the case is, are are we a wise person? Because our response, you know, if we respond with a cutting remark or a sassy response, that's not wisdom either. And so um, I think this is a two-sided coin here that's very important to, to understand. Yeah, it does. It's, it's, it's a knife that cuts both ways. It's a two-sided coin. Any way you want to look at it, we have a responsibility that when people tell us, hey, you're being a knucklehead, you stop and say, how'd I do that? I'm so sorry. And you move out. I mean, you got to make a decision. Is the relationship worth it? You know, is it worth going through this? Is, you know, and if it's a godly relationship, it always is. And, uh, you know, you, you, we make decisions, we make choices in life. And, and we get to that point where this is a choice. How are we going to serve God? Are we going to serve God through a testimony that is, um, you know, a scorner? Of course not. We're going to serve God through a testimony that cares about people, that wants to invest in other people, that builds on people, that that lifts things up, that uh, uh, that puts people in a place where where God can, uh, you know, use them and they can help someone else. So, I guess you know we could beat beat this up all day, but it comes down to that. You know, uh, there's nothing we can do to a narcissist, and if we're a narcissist, we better stop. And that's where we are. Well, folks, I think the greatest Christmas present you can give a friend is listen to them. And I think the greatest Christmas present you can give yourself, after that's obviously after serving God and accepting God, the greatest Christmas present you can give yourself is uh, not putting up with the knuckleheads. They're just not worth it. They make you sick. They kind of ruin your life, kind of make things worse. But anyway, that's all I got to say. How do you want to close this, Stephanie? Oh, my. Well, um, I think... Just make choose to listen to the Lord, and as you go through the as you go through this Christmas season, um, seek to be a blessing. Seek to be a wise person who make who is a blessing to those around you. Seek to be a wise person and get away from the idiots. Hey, we love you out there. If there's anything we could do to help, make sure you find us at Helpful Wounded Spirits. Please listen to every word Brother Eric's got to say. There's nothing more important than accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We sure do love you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will.
Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.